Hi guys, um, if you haven't already noticed, I've decided to start a podcast. What I'm going to call the podcast, I don't know yet. Oh, that's a lie. I, I, I do know. I don't know why I said that. It's, I'm going to call it Chit for Chat. It's a little pun. You know, tit for tat, chit for chat. Ha ha. Um, who is this funny, funny person talking to you? My name is Ong Si. And um, I'm a Burmese guy from, well, Burma. Um, I came to America, specifically San Luis Obispo in 2017 to study mechanical engineering. Um, didn't like that so much, didn't enjoy it so much, wasn't my forte. Um, but we'll get into that later. Um, I'm now in Los Angeles. I'm now in the LA, the big LA. That's not even what it's called. Well, I'm living the Cali dream. That's the point. I'm kidding. There's no such thing as the Cali dream. No one really talks about the nitty gritties of LA, just that it's overglorified in Western media. LA is not what they show on Western media. Well, some parts of it are, but you know how real life is. It's way more disgusting, and real life is way more disgusting and dingier than what um, Western media portrays, you know? Um, yeah, I used to study uh, mechanical engineering, Cal Poly Slow. Wasn't my forte. I, I understood everything on like the theoretical level, but put into application, I was always, always at a loss. On top of that, I didn't like my classes all too much, um, especially the general education classes. Jesus, the the general education class. I could go on and on about how I despise them. Even though, even though there there are some practical benefits to taking something that isn't a course related to your major, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, on top of that, you know, you know the kind of scheduling, the kind of time management that STEM a STEM major demands of you. Ever since I was a little child, I've been a scatterbrained person. Like, I talk to myself too much. I think too much. My, my schedule is just all over the place. I don't have a proper structure to my life. Um, which is why, kind of why I'm doing this podcast, actually. Um, it's kind of nice to be scatterbrained and talking to myself and having that documented. It's kind of entertaining. If not to you guys, hopefully to you guys, but if not to you guys, at least to myself. Where was I going with that? Um... Yeah, uh, I, w- I wasn't made for STEM, I would say. Uh, like, all of that piling up together just amounted to me just feeling down all the time. Um, I, was, I, I wasn't I was motivated to do anything. I wasn't even talking to my roommates. And, uh, well, I talked to my roommates, but they were about the only people I spoke to. I didn't make any friends. Um, yeah, that's why I moved to LA. My mental state wasn't that great in San Luis Obispo. And the ironic thing is, um, I've actually dabbled with YouTube before. I've actually made videos. Guess what those videos were on and when I made them. I made them in 2017, fresh into Cal Poly. I had some time on my hands. I don't even know. See, I I didn't even have free time and I was doing YouTube videos. Go figure, I dropped out. (laughs) I'll I'll talk about dropping out later. Um, But yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the whole YouTube thing. Not because of the nature of it, but just because the way I was doing it, I didn't agree with myself. I was like scripting everything. I wasn't being, I wasn't, It's. it wasn't this. It wasn't a, po- you know, the nature of podcasts is you just have an authentic conversation um, with another person or yourself. But YouTube, you feel the need to script your videos because I'm not good with improv. Like 
this is a struggle to me right now. This is completely new to me. Me talking to a podcast. Uh, me talking to a a a, a, a mic. That's what it's called. Uh, me talking to a mic and not running out of things to say or being or stuttering. I'm definitely stuttering, but yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that the entire YouTube thing was, or at least I didn't like the fact that I was scripting my YouTube videos. It was, it felt a little disingenuous. Well, there's two reasons why I felt it was disingenuous. First is the, 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 the whole scripted thing. Two is that, like I said, I wasn't in my best mental state. But the entire theme of my YouTube channel was self-help. You see, you see the dissonance there. Yeah, it was, it, it was kind of fake-ish. I was forcing positivity out of a negative mindset. And you see why I would find some dissonance there. And if I, were, if, I, if I was trying to give someone advice, it should come from the truest part of my heart, you know? And actually stuff that I practice. Oh, that's another thing. I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. So when I, when I look back on my videos, all I wanted to do was, all I, all I did was cringe. Well, sure, um, I, I'm not dissing my own like editing skills or whatever. Not that I had any, um, but like for, for like an... Uh, a whimsical YouTube channel creation thing. I think my editing skill, uh, my my editing like went on par with some other like uh, budding YouTubers and stuff like that. But I'm not even dissing that. Um, it was just the fact that uh, where, where was I going? Where I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, give me, give me, give me a bit. Um, yeah, I, I I wanted to help people when I myself needed the help. I was forcing dialogue positive dialogue out of a very very negative mindset that i was going through and i didn't and i and the fact that it was on a public domain a public video domain and there could have been someone that watched it and took my advice to heart like i doubt it but you know stuff like that could always happen stuff like stuff whatever stuff you put on the internet could influence someone on the other side of the planet or whatever but the point is there was some possibility of influence there. And I was, I, I didn't want my influence to be an inauthentic kind of one. What the hell? Um, I didn't want my influence to be inauthentic, you know? And I felt that uh, upon rewatching all of my videos, that's all I felt. That's why I cringe so much when I watch my own videos. I, I deleted them now. Um, start fresh, start with this podcast. I like this format so much better. I can just talk to myself. I actually kind of enjoy it. This feels nice. It's like, I have a friend. <laughs> we all need those in uh, global pandemics, huh? Well, yeah, um, I like I like this. This, is, this seems like I could get what I'm about to say. I can get what I want to say out there in the rawest form. Like, no pretenses whatsoever. I mean, I'm sitting in front of a camera, but I'm not trying to act a certain way like I used to in my YouTube thing. You couldn't even call it a career. I made like 12 videos in six months, none of which earned a single cent. I don't know how that AdSense thing still works. Like, I still don't know how that works. But anyways, not the point. Yeah, the, the, the point is like, if you, are to, if you were to do something, it should be, it should be out of like the truest part of parts of your heart, you know? And that's, that's, that wasn't what my YouTube channel was. And I could tell. Like, the fact that it wasn't reaching many people. The fact that half of my followers were my mom's friends. <laughs> Not half, like, 90%, I would say. The fact that they were all my mom's friends. Like, 
it's like artificial following, you know, like you, you, you don't feel like you earned anything. Well, not to downplay whoever supported me. I, I like whoever supported me. I wholeheartedly thank you. But I can't get behind the fact that what I was saying wasn't what I was truly feeling. That's the gist of why I completely ended my entire YouTube thing. And um, yeah, generally I wasn't in a bad. I wasn't in a good mental mood or mental uh, mental state. Um, I, I. Like, I barely did any schoolwork. I barely made any friends. You see, like, the thing about Sal- uh, San Luis Obispo is that it's gorgeous. It's like, I, I won't... I- I- I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I-, I miss it. But to visit, though, I- I'm not I'm not gonna... I don't want to go back there and stay there. But I- I- it's a gorgeous place. Imagine... Imagine, like, this... Imagine an area of empty land and a massive asteroid crashes upon it and creates this gigantic crater and then now imagine a little human population coming in and say oh this crater is pretty we should build a town here and they did that's how i like to imagine um cal poly uh san luis obispo in general that is it's like it's beautiful it's this little town and this massive crater like thing like this is just valleys and peaks of course but Kind of crater vibes, you know, crater vibes. <laughs> I'm kidding. You. Um, yeah. Cal Poly was gorgeous, but I wouldn't go back to stay there. And it was a type of town where if you weren't an extrovert, you could easily fall into a... Uh, you could easily spiral into a helix of just feeling down in general. I didn't, I didn't take it upon myself to join any organizations. Basically, I was alone. And that was almost by choice. And I'm not sure if that was the right choice. I could have easily made friends. Like, I, I like conversation. I like talking to people. I like talking to myself, even. Like, I, I'm a talkative dude in general. There was no reason I wasn't... I shouldn't have made friends, you know? That's why I'm saying... That was probably not the right move. Especially straight out of Myanmar. Especially straight out of... Coming into a new-ass place... With no one you know. So what you should do is you take it upon yourself... To make friends, you know? Network. I don't like that word. But, you know, like reach out to people. Talk to people. I was a freshman. There were other freshman internationals going through the same thing. Why didn't I talk to them? But the point is, but the point is like, I, I didn't talk to them. And I, I chose to be an introvert. And I, if I could go back, I would change that. I would change that. But, yeah, um, I spoke to my roommates. And that, though, they were about everyone. Like, they encompassed all of the people I spoke to in Cal Poly. Save for one um, friend. Um, she was part of my orientation group, not my, uh, not my immediate roommate, not my immediate roommates, but yeah, she was great. She was great. Um, she was my only other friend that wasn't my roommate. Anyways, yeah, that's, that's why, that's why I looked back on this whole YouTube thing that I had going for me and thought to myself, man, stop acting, like be real, be real. Who like if People can barely keep up acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about like, the, the the art form of acting. I'm talking about acting a, a certain way for the camera. Like, that shit's bound to crash and burn, you know? You can't keep a facade up forever. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you get I get a little heated talking about that. Because, I don't know. I beat myself up about it sometimes. And we're only human. 
But that's not to say I'm not over it though. I think I've I think I did I did pretty good in starting fresh in here in LA. So I have a solid group of friends. LA's just more like I'm more of an urbanite. You I, I don't like that term. Uh I'm more of like a city person. <laughs> I'm not a suburban person. And Cal Poly was all suburbs, no city. Or at least not a city not an ideal city. Not the ideal city, like a city I have in my mind. Like LA L LA LA fits that description. Like tall buildings and stuff. It's like New York but more spread out. Like I can't complain. I will say though, the Cali dream is fake. There is no such thing as the Californian dream. <laughs> um real life is messier than whatever the Cali dream is presented as on Western media. Uh well, yeah, um, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm starting fresh, starting more, starting trying to be more authentic, the most real version of myself I could be, you know. Because life doesn't ask for much than sorry, I burped there. Um, life doesn't ask for much than authenticity. You know, everyone should be, to a degree, trying to be the most authentic version of themselves. Even then. Um, that's, that's an ideal, that's an ideal statement. That's an absolute, like almost inachievable, but that's like, I feel like authenticity is an asymptote. Um, uh, one of my favorite books recommended to me by my friend, Andy, um, when breath becomes air, there's a quote in there that said, uh, wait, let me look at this, look this up. I think it was something about something being an asymptote, uh, looking it up right now. Uh, it says you can't you can't ever reach perfection but you can believe in an asymptote toward which you are ceaselessly striving i think that's the most poetically put most succinct but beautifully written sentence that i've read in a book but who am i to judge i don't read at all um but yeah shout out to andy for recommending me that book and i recommend you guys that book too it's insane but yeah um going off of that i think I think the same in terms of authenticity. Like authenticity isn't something you can completely achieve because society forces upon, forces facades upon us. So, but then that doesn't that doesn't void the fact that you should always strive towards the most authentic version you can be. Authenticity, very much like perfection, according to um, according to me. Uh, like uh, according to me, authenticity like perfection is an asymptote toward which you should always be striving and that's what i'm trying to do now like it's uncomfortable though it's pretty uncomfortable i sitting in front of this camera feels kind of awkward i mean albeit it's my first time but it doesn't get i mean so far i've been i feel like i've been doing a good job i'm not trying to act a certain way I'm trying to be myself on camera on audio yeah, I like it. I like I like this format. So much better than the whole scripted thing. Yeah. Um I hope I hope I hope this takes off. I hope this podcast takes off because you know, podcasts are something you could keep going kind of indefinitely as in for a long time. For a long time. You just talk to a mic, edit the audio, upload that shit, you know? I wouldn't say it's low effort, but the value that a podcast can potentially have versus 
all the inputs and effort you have to make into it. it the, the discrepancy is high, you know what I'm saying? Like, if a podcast is good, it's fucking good. But, uh, uh, like, people, people could put in the same amount into a podcast. And they could, the podcast could end up being completely different qualities. But I'm saying the margin between the effort you put in and the quality of the podcast, quality of your podcast could be very high, you know? It's like I could wake up, talk to myself. Maybe I'll find something, some train of thought that I could entertain that potentially becomes a proper thing to talk about. And then people will enjoy the content, you know? Well, at least that's where I hope this goes. Yeah. I want to talk about, well, I want to talk a little, bo- a little bit more about college and my experience with it. What I noticed is in high school, people don't really talk about how consist how flexible you have to keep yourself with your options it's always like oh what are you going to study here which school you're going to go are you going to go to but i've had many friends like struggle with that entire thing you know like i myself included like i went from stem to business that's a big drastic subject change and that only goes to show that you're a high schooler you're you're 18 17 whatever Straight out of high school, how the hell are you going to figure out what the hell you're going to do for the rest of your life? You know what I'm saying? I do have friends, though, who who completely did that, like, flawlessly, who finessed, this, who finessed the entire thing. And they, they, they knew, they knew, they trusted themselves that, that that's what they wanted to do at that point, coming out of high school, and actually stuck to it. And actually stuck to it. Like, that's insane. Mad respect. Mad respect for anyone who can do that. One of my friends... Uh, one of my best friends, she's brilliant. She's um, med school, straight out of high school. She made the decision uh, to pursue medicine. That's what she's doing. Like, I can't bring myself to be that kind of person. So whoever does that, mad respect for you. Mad respect. But yeah, but that doesn't mean people shouldn't be aware about how flexible you should keep your options. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you realize too late, this amount of stress you have to go through to kind of re-steer your path into a into a better direction for yourself. That 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 takes time. That takes money. That takes a lot of mental adjustments. A lot of a lot of days where you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know. Yeah. That I I I I wish I wish. More people talked about how flexible you should keep your options. I mean, they do. There are some people who do, but it needs to be out in the open more. Like I have, I have friends who changed halfway. I kind of changed early on, so I got lucky. But like, what if you're in your third? What if you're in your second year, third year, and you decide right then and there you don't like what you're doing? Well, that's an oopsie. That means you have to accept the sunk cost of two years having put effort into your major and deciding then and there that I will have to restart those two years on top of which I have two more years. Well, if you're lucky, you could transfer in and like gain credit, but that's not usually the case, you know, like usually people want to switch into, well, not usually, but sometimes people want to switch into a drastically different thing and classes don't overlap and um, classes don't overlap. And it's just, it's just a hassle. Honestly, it's just, it's a complete hassle. 
But like, yeah, to whoever, to whoever's listening to this, if you're coming straight out of high school, dude, do that. Um, keep your options open. Oh, here it is again. Me giving advice. I can't help myself, huh? Hey, but at least I'm doing it out of my heart. At least I'm doing it uh, more authentically this time. See, um, going back to my YouTube, I'll come back to college, but going back to my YouTube career, my advice wasn't coming out of my own struggles. It was just like me sitting on the bed and thinking to myself, what's a good video idea? And I feel like if we're going the route of, if we're going the route of advice, it should be something that you have total, not total, but an ample ample amount of experience with and knowing how you corrected your own you steered yourself into a into the direction where you're overcoming those problems and you've actually have you've actually had hard-earned experience with that particular issue you know what i'm saying but if you're coming straight out of bed and you're thinking what should i record today what should be my advice i don't think that's the proper way to think of advice or give advice cuz advice advice should be given on things that you've been through because cuz that's a form of empirical evidence, you know? That's a form of you collecting evidence and knowing what works, for you at least. And I think advice should be what you know about. Not some... Not not not, not birthed out of trying to be creative or try, for the sake of content, you know? That's just disingenuous. <laughs> Here I go again, beating myself up. Beating my 2017 self up. I'm in a better place now, though. Um... LA made a made a solid group of friends. Um, met there's a lot of people here from back home, so just kind of little comf- com- comfortable sphere around me. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I'm a year behind all of them since I dropped out, so I'm not gonna be seeing them uh, anymore after this year. So what I'm doing right now is trying to spend as much time with them as possible before they leave. You know, I'm gonna miss them. Um, I got all sentimental there. I forgot what my point was. Uh, anyways, yeah, my friends, they, they're, they're about to go soon. And, um, so I don't see myself being in LA as like going back into my own little introverted bubble. But yeah, um, I haven't other, uh, like it's easier. It's easy. It's more comfortable here. It's more comfortable in LA, mostly in part, thanks to all my friends from back home who are here, you know? In Cal Poly, it wasn't like that. It was like new person day in and day out. It got tiring. Here, I could strike a good balance of making new friends and then hanging out with the people I that like I knew from before, you know? Like, it's perfect. It's 50-50. Well, that's dynamic, but yeah, mostly 50-50, you know? Yeah. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. This is a nice way to actually find out about myself, actually. Um, it's, it's kind of a weird experience being able to talk to yourself. Or like going on this long talking to yourself. This is honestly the first time in my life doing so. Like um, when, I, when I was doing YouTube, when I was doing YouTube, I tried doing this. I tried giving advice out of like just the top of my head. I tried to do improv and like i was like oh i'm a go- i'm a good orator i'm not i i learned that i'm not but then i thought i was a good orator oh maybe i could wing this shit maybe i could get advice on the fly <laughs> i couldn't which is why i had to script myself 
and that's um and, and like tying that back to like me being here in LA and think and uh, like sometimes I think I'm more introverted here because I'm more comfortable here um as an introvert like as an introvert you, I don't know like for YouTube and being introverted there was like a cognitive dissonance there there was like I like to use that word a lot huh dissonance but yeah that's the best way I can describe it like I feel like I was too much of an introvert in Cal Poly and I was trying to give advice while being an introvert who didn't really stand by the words he was saying and like I I don't know man I don't know I feel like I keep coming back to that but it's nice to finally say it out loud I mean I do say it out loud but it's nice to finally like resolutely admit to myself that what I wasn't what I was doing wasn't my thing so I'm glad to be here now and I hope this podcast takes off um my I haven't really done much to brand myself yet I feel like that stuff can come as my episodes go on I'm actually working with this well planning to work with this planning to work with this uh designer back home in Myanmar this dude's insane um his name's his studio name's um DOH Do Do which means us in Burmese um he does designs where he does designs where you he meshes hip uh design trends which right now like people everyone's going for minimal designs you know he he meshes those with okay where i come from is really really traditional so like if you picture a pagoda or a temple minimalism is the last thing you think of you know but this guy manages to pull off like some graphic work with those two beautifully combined and i i kind of res- I, I respect that a lot like i respect that a lot which is why i reached out to him in the first place um my my, my friend actually uh told me about him she was like oh he's helped businesses back home and stuff i was like oh wow wow someone from back home doing god's work like i i, I don't know if that's the correct term but you know what i'm saying like he does an amazing job at it um you should go check him out on facebook his name's uh d-o-h dope not just i haven't even met the guy i'm not sponsored by him or anything i just like his work um yeah i'm working with him for a logo as i said before i think i'm gonna call this podcast chit for chat like tit for tat i don't know i don't know i don't know if i want my logo to be that or some other work because if it's i'm assuming it's like i'm assuming it's like my name and beside it is the logo so if it's chit for chat and then the logo saying chip for chat. I feel like that'd be reluctant. Uh, excuse me. Redundant. Reluctant. Um, yeah. So I think I might go for like a simple logo. What I have in mind right now is like a little signature that says C4C. Like chip for chat. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of tacky. It doesn't even look right sometimes. Um, my friend told me it looks like car or Cali. Um, I, um, let me... Sh- Whoever's watching me on YouTube can see it through my camera. It's like it's right there. Um, but yeah, it's basically like a little signature that says C4C. Kind of looks awkward. Kind of looks awkward. I have a Zoom meeting with him in five hours and a half. And it's 1.16 a.m. here in Los Angeles, um, which means it's 3 p.m., almost 3 p.m. back home in Myanmar. And I haven't slept. This guy wants to meet me at 8 p.m. I have to wake up at 6.30 a.m. 
It's 1 a.m. You do the math. I am definitely going to be sleep deprived here. But sleep deprived doing what I like doing. Or at least what I found out I like doing. This talking to the camera. This talking to the mic thing feels so liberating. Like it's an excuse to talk to yourself. You know like. It's a documentation of you. Masking it as something productive. Well it could end up being something productive. If you actually have something interesting to say. Am I right? So yeah, I don't feel too bad about that. About that. Um, I have a few more episodes lined. Oh, two more episodes lined up before I actually launch my entire podcast. I hope this wasn't too boring. This is like the mandatory introductory episodes. Episode. Well, I've heard it's not mandatory, but I don't see. I don't see how it could. How else it could go? I feel like I should introduce myself, and I did. But like, yeah, this is the man. Uh, this is to me the uh, introductory episodes and like episode i don't know why i keep making it plural uh i have two more uh, two more episodes lined up um next time i think i'll be talking about like quarantine or something like i feel like that's got to be addressed somehow global pandemic t- vibes <laughs> um do people even say vibes anymore um and then the next episode after that i think will be something about like the culture shock I faced while coming here from Myanmar. Stuff like that. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'd like to be talking about. And like if I have guests over, maybe I'll talk about them as human beings and what they love doing, their their um, their professions and whatnot. You know, I, this, it's a podcast. Like podcasts are, podcasts are like the mother load of create, creative out... The, 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 the mothership of creative outlets. There we go. It's like a mother load of creativity if you know what you're doing. Not that not I'm not I don't know what I'm doing yet, but hopefully hopefully that brings true that holds true for me. Like you know, you could take a podcast anywhere. And if you're inviting guests over, invite invite good guests over, you know? If you invite good guests over, then basically the podcast writes itself. Um I'm trying not to Trying not to be too overly ambitious because I know when I did my YouTube, I promised people so many episodes, like three episodes per week or something. Who was I kidding, dude? Editing a YouTube video, no one talks about how long it takes to edit a YouTube video, especially as a beginner. Especially as a beginner. It took me like six hours to make one video. Six hours. On top of which I was doing mechanical engineering. There's no way. There's no way I was making three episodes per week. But, like, that's what I promised people and, like, I don't know. I feel like the entire thing crashed and burned there. But, yeah, I'm not going to be too overly ambitious with my promises here. But, like, a, a, an episode per week seems doable. Yeah. Well, this has been very fun. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm not going to lie. The, 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 first time, the first time I was doing this, I had to re-record myself, like, 12 times. I was like, what the fuck am I saying? But like you know, you learn you learn to let go of some like mental filters. But I, I realized that's what I need to do. I, I have to like calculatively. If that uh, if that's not a word, anyone let me know. But to me, it is calculatively filter myself so that I'm so that I'm not too like absurd. Like I still need a filter, you know. Like authenticity doesn't always have to mean you're saying whatever the hell you're saying, whatever the hell that pops into your mind. But yeah, um, oh, where was I going with that? I feel like this happens a lot. Like my my thoughts are just disjointed, especially if I'm doing improv stuff like this. Especially if I'm doing, um, I'm scripted, raw speeches get kind of messy. So bear with me. I think it'll it'll get better as 
time goes on. As my episodes progress, as my numbers rise, if at all, I feel like I'll get better at this. I can already see a difference. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful that I have good quality content that you guys will want to listen to. Or good quality or, or quality content or content that you guys can roast the shit out of. And if that's what you want to do, go for it. Like there's no criticism, like honest criticism. So like shoot it my way. Shoot it my way, guys. I enjoy this. And I will I think that's a wrap. I think I will see you in the next episode. I'm excited to record it. Hopefully I'll do it tomorrow. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs>